Happy Friday, Roy. Happy Friday, Alex. Be back. Uh, I'm excited for this episode. I think this is going to be the best episode so far. Cause you think? We're going to talk about something very, very not important, but I feel like we should talk about it because no one talks about this. Yeah, no one talks about it, and it's it's a scary thing. I, I feel like I avoided it most of my life. I was like, oh, I don't want to talk about it until it eventually happened, uh, which it hasn't happened for you yet. So what we're going to talk about is death. That's that's correct, death. Our, our experiences with death, how we feel about death, are we scared of death, what happens after death, what happens before death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, everything death-related is coming your way. I, I got to tell you this now. Get this out the way. I'm not scared of death at all, dude. Me either. It's like you, it's coming. Everyone, yeah. b- everyone's born yep. to die. Yep. That's very morbid, but it's true. Everybody, you know, even your pets, everybody's going to die eventually. You know what's messed up? Hmm. You know, I was like, oh, you won the lottery of life. Well, you also win the lottery of death because you got to die also. Yeah, you have to. Everybody does it. It's like all the rage. Mm. Especially in like the early 1900s, people were doing it quick. <laughs> Cavemen, they do it faster. I yeah, they you. were like masters at dying. <laughs> um, I think people avoid this topic because it's uncomfortable. Like, you don't want to think about it, but it's better to just know it's a part of life. That is true, man. And it makes life better. Mm-hmm. You know there's a deadline, so you got to get 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 it in while the getting's good. Would you want to live till you're 100? It depends on my health. If mm. I'm rickety, if I'm a burden on people, that's the main thing. I don't want to be a burden on people. Like I, like my parents and a lot of people I talk to, they're like, you better never put me in a retirement home or a nursing home. I'm kind of looking forward to that. You Why? Why so? Because then all your friends are right down the hall. You got activities. You got They feed you. You have your own space, too. I used to work at a retirement home, and mm. it was cool. Sometimes I worked in the dining area, and sometimes they would order it so you had to bring it to their room and you'd go up there they're just watching their favorite shows having sex hanging out yep they do that too they do a lot of sex they're just like the olympic um boarding houses the same thing we would tire homes sex yeah because i I worked there and uh it's very common to have alzheimer's or dementia or you forget that you're married and you're a wife you forget you have a wife you forget you have a husband so you just Everybody's hooking up. Is that true? Like yeah. you, yeah. Since you work in the retirement home, have you experienced people having sex, or did you participate? What's the story? Like, what well, is it true? Participate? <laughs> like, did you no. not? Per- yeah, no. But did you experience? Um. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, but I, I, I heard stories from other people that worked there for a long time. I worked there for like a year. Yeah. But I would hear stories, and then you would see these old people flirting and stuff, oh. and then I would be like, "Wait, he has a wife," but. He doesn't remember that he has a wife. And then the wife doesn't remember. She probably sees him and is like, dang, he's a good looking dude. Damn, <laughs> but she's man. married to him. She doesn't I, see even know. You want, I see why you want to go to retirement home now, Alex. You wanna... It was it was crazy, man. Yeah. There was one time, it was like a bunch of widow ladies. Yeah. They're sitting at this table. And I was just a waiter. And this guy walks in and he has a cane. He has like a slick walk. And he's like, what's up, ladies? <laughs> and they're like, what's up, Kenneth? And they're like, dang, are those new shoes? And he's like, oh, these old things? And they were New Balances. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, New Balances like, are nice nowadays. Yeah, they were just like arch support. Very like, <laughs> very like, I don't know. It was just funny uh, seeing how impressed they were and how they flirt. And 
um, every once in a while when I got a chance, I would sit down with one of them and yeah. while they're eating and I would just ask their life story. There's a lot of uh, retire. There is like millionaires live there. Oh. Like, it was not a it was a it was an expensive retirement home. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about one person was like a pilot back in the day. There are some Olympians that were like, they're like old and rickety and like you need a walker. But they were like, oh, I was the number one this like pole vaulter and whatever or number one javelin thrower in 1950. And yeah. I was like, wow, it's crazy. Do you did you believe them? Do you think they're telling the truth? I think so. Uh, they showed me pictures. Because sometimes I, whenever I don't know people, I'll just make up stories, make up my names. Yeah. Like whenever people ask me what my names are in this, like the supermarket or the grocery yeah. store, like, can I get a name? <laughs> it's Oscar. <laughs> sometimes when I go to grocery stores or I know I'm going to have a short encounter with somebody, I'll change my accent. I'll do a country accent yes. or British accent because they don't know. I did that once in Florida. I visited uh, Monette in Florida. Mm-hmm. I went to Orlando. I was like, I'm going to have a British accent because I'm like Filipino and like in Florida and mm-hmm. they'll get, be confused. I did my accent in Target. And I was like, can I please get a um, a bag of ice? They're like, oh, where are you from? Cam- Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> they did not well, is, care. Uh, Monette there? Yeah, of course. Oh, that's yeah. your wife. That's my wife. Yeah, for the viewer, for audience, listeners, uh, or viewers. Yeah. So, um, I would want to live till I'm 100. Well. I think I'm going to do everything in my power to stay healthy. Because you know the secret to living to 100? Working out. Yes, but specifically strong legs. Strong legs, yeah. Okay. You just got to use it or lose it. Because once your legs stop working, once you get in a cane or a wheelchair, oof, your life... It's going straight to death. I I saw this uh thing and they mm-hmm. were like, This is a human heart and it's pumping. Mm-hmm. And they're like, When this thing starts pumping, you're alive. When it stops, you're dead. And I was like, Dang, that, that is, is so true. It's and your heart pumps when you're sleeping, when you're awake, every single second you're alive. Your heart is pumping nonstop, never resting. Crazy. That's subconscious. You know what we lose as humans, we lose on average one heartbeat per minute every single year oh really that's right that's true that's crazy so you know by the time you know like when whenever old people go on walks or um that's their workout mm-hmm. it's because that is hard to yeah do because your heart weight your heartbeat is not that much anymore yeah so dang that's yeah. crazy so our jogging now is equivalent to an 80-year-old's walking. That's the same like effort they perceive whenever they do that That's exercise. Crazy. Yeah. So when you get a heart transplant, are you is it like your reset? I don't or, know. I really all don't the know. other things are still old. Mm-hmm. So the heart is new, but it it probably can't run as as efficiently because everything else is old, but I don't crazy. think so. I, I think that's dangerous because your that heart isn't used to your entire body. Yeah. Do you know what your your blood type is? Um, red. Hey. No idea. <laughs> I've been I've 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 learned it probably like five times in my life and I never remember. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I just asked my mom because I keep forgetting like like you this weekend. I was like, what's my blood type? She said A B. Nice. I think that's mine too. Do you you can receive that's my initials? Blood. Oh yeah. That's my blood type. Maybe, Maybe you my my boy. Okay, so death. Have you ever encountered this? Death. Mm, no, not yet. Yeah. I have. You have? With pets? With pets, yeah, absolutely with pets. I once had a golden retriever when I was um, 16 that passed away. Mm-hmm. 
It was probably extremely... Oh, I was so sad. I know. I didn't see you for a few days. Yeah. You like didn't leave your house. I only had that dog for like a year. Yeah. Had cancer, died. Had to wrap him up in a blanket. You did it? Me and Jeff did. Yeah. We your both... dad was at work or something? My dad was at work. I went to the garage. I was like, yeah, a cow, he died. He's not moving. He's like, okay, okay. Just wrap him in a blanket. I'll be home. Okay. So we just Whoa. wrapped him in a blanket and went home. Um, yeah, that was probably, yeah, the most ex- crucial pet that died. I have three now, so I'm going to be devastated when one of them dies. Yeah. Yeah. Who's it probably going to be? Uh, I don't know. Probably the eldest Callie? one. Yeah. Yeah. She is 10. But there are mutts and smaller dogs usually live until they're 28. So, yeah. And then if they're mixed, they live even longer. So I'm hoping. There you go. Yeah. You know, Great Danes used to have a short lifespan. Yeah. And then I read this article where they found out that if you keep feeding Great Danes puppy food their entire life, which is like breast milk for a baby, yeah, all these nutrients, then they live they live a normal lifespan. Oh wow. Because they're just so big that they need more. So like when you start feeding them normal food, they don't live as long. So if you just keep feeding them puppy food, apparently, uh, this is what I read years yeah. ago. I might be wrong, but yeah. They 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 realized that they live a normal lifespan. We once had a Great Dane, but it didn't die because of old age. It was kind of messed up because we went to Florida for like a family trip and we had to board the dog at the dog pound or whatever. Yeah. And then probably two days later after we got to Florida, we, my dad gets a phone call and then they told him uh, the Great Dane died. But it wasn't like what you would expect. It's... uh. His collar got stuck into the cage what? and he choked himself out. What? I, I've heard about that. Like uh, dogs, like they're tied up on the back porch and then they jump over the porch on accident yeah. and then they're, yeah, they're stuck. They're still on, on the leash. Yeah. That was pretty sad. My dad was crying the, the probably for like a day. Yeah. And I was like, bro, you should do something. And we we're like, you should do something. Like that's their fault. That's. Yeah. But he didn't do anything. So my, uh, my first encounter with death was I was around 10 years old. Mm. And I woke up in the middle of the night and my mom is screaming. I'm like, what is going on? And she's screaming, mom, mom, or dad. I can't, I can't even remember. I was so young and I was so, it's the middle of the night. Uh, I think it was her dad. And uh, I guess my grandfather, I only met him a couple times, um, but I was still young because he lives in the Philippines. And uh, he passed away. My mom got the news because in Filipino time, it's the middle of the night here. So she got the news. She was crying. Me and all my siblings got up and we didn't know what to do. We just sat with her and hugged her while she cried. Um, and that was the first experience with death I had. And I remember thinking, whoa, whoa. Like, I've never seen her. I've never seen somebody, anybody devastated like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel so. like you don't know that connection between death and like, a relationship to somebody until you're older yeah right yeah like I, I feel like i still don't know that relationship right now i don't know why maybe because i haven't experienced an immediate death yeah i mean there was my grandpa that passed away but yeah it's been a long time since i saw him before he passed away and did it hit me yeah but i feel like i could have been hit harder when he passed away oh the first time i saw a body a dead body? A dead body. The guys I played basketball in a basketball league with, I didn't know him too well, but I knew him. And his brother died. Uh-huh. And he was in med school in Florida, and he got in a car wreck, and he didn't have a seatbelt on. And 
uh, it was crazy just seeing a lifeless body there, walking up to the casket, seeing like it just looked so peaceful, but also you could tell where the I don't know what the name of the people that make you look good or like yeah, uh, after you die or something like that. Yeah. yeah, they they you could mortician. Yeah, you could tell he had a. Uh, just makeup on and yeah. like he was like kind of messed up from the car crash but they fixed it as best they could yeah and he had a suit on i was like whoa i actually had a friend that was like an autopsy guy so like he would deal with organs he would cut people open like uh and he said he hated it only because of the fact that he got used to it mm. he said at first it was crazy now it's just like cutting up people is just nothing to him and yeah. he quit because he didn't like that he was desensitized to that oh wow yeah, what That's, was your first funeral? It it was uh, in the Philippines. Um, I was eight years old, and they have a lot of like open caskets in the Philippines. Yeah, here too. Yeah. You're supposed to just keep them there for like two weeks, and then they have the funeral. But uh, it was crazy. Uh, when you were talking earlier about like the open caskets or whatever, this triggered a very, I would say, not disturbing but haunting memory yeah. I've had. Um, when I was eight, I went to my first open casket. You know, it was like a family friend of a family friend went in uh took a look at the the person in the casket it's a old dude and then this is you're not gonna believe me i look the guy look at my grandma i was like oh who's this guy he's like she was like blah 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 i was like okay well then who's that guy what? It's the same guy standing literally like, oh, I'm tearing up. This is like, I don't know if I was dreaming. I, I'm pretty sure this is completely weird. But he, the same dude, I saw. I swear to you, I saw on the casket standing in the corner. By himself. By himself. Just standing. Yeah. Just like looking like. Lifeless. Wearing the same thing? Wear, no, I don't know if we're the same thing, but it was right. it's the same guy. Yeah. And I was like staring at him. I was like. And then I just walked away. Oh. I didn't want to ask. I didn't want to ask if he had a twin. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was a ghost. A hundred percent. It was That's some kind crazy. of ghost. Because in the Philippines, like for some reason, like spiritual, it's so spiritual there. Like it's so, the amount of paranormal activity in the Philippines compared to like anywhere else in the world is very heightened. Mm -hmm. And um, I've experienced a lot of hauntings when I was in the Philippines and I kept it to myself because I thought I was going crazy. And then I came to America all gone. Yeah. That's crazy. So. Yeah. Ghosts and spirits and stuff. I've never encountered anything like that. Like never thought I saw something, never like heard something. I've been to haunted places, but never experienced anything I would like to. You were there, right? When we went camping? Yeah. We did the Ouija board? I don't remember. But I do remember going camping with you and your family and your fr and some friends. Here, let me tell you the story. Maybe it'll trigger a memory <gasps> of yours. We, okay. I think you're pretty sure you were there. We were playing Ouija board in the middle of the night, camping, and then... Um, we said, Hey, if anyone's here, make, let us know if you're here. And then Jeff, our friend Jeff, yeah, he had like a walking stick perched on a tree. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we see that stick fall. Oh, we're like, Whoa, 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 no way. Oh, you messing around. You messing around. So what we did is we put the stick back on the tree. Yeah. Leaned it against the tree, made sure it was secure. And we're like, Hey, if that was you do it again, the stick fell. 
Oh, I don't remember Were this. Were you there? I think I'm I might sure have fallen asleep there. early or something. We're like, oh, we can't do Oh, my God. That's crazy. So uh, I would love to have something like that happen to me. We should go ghost hunting, man. Yeah, let's do it. In the Philippines. If okay. you want to get some crazy shit, dude, the Philippines. Oh, my goodness. Wow. You ever heard of a, they have these things called duende, which is like little dwarfs? Yeah. It's like if you, they live in like usually mounds of soil and you can't see them, but if you hit them with your body or mess with their house, they'll curse you. Wait, we're talking about little people or we're talking about like leprechauns? Like little leprechaun, not little people. Oh, so it's like, like mythical creatures. Mythical, not mythical. But, but yeah, they're no, real. no, it's real, but like, uh, but like it's like leprechauns. Yes. Like where it's not proven, like there's not footage, but everybody, there's there. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Well, my dad told me a story of his cousin. Mm. Um, She, like, ended up just, like, hitting one of these duendes. And then all of a sudden, she got, like, boils all over her leg where supposedly she got, like, she hit him. Oh. And then she went to the doctor. Doctor said, use this, use that. Nothing nothing worked. Yeah. And then they took her to, like, <laughs> they call it, like, a witch doctor and they're like, okay, this is what you got to do. You got to go to the place where you think you you probably bumped into the a duende. So go over there and offer them food and say sorry. She went and offered her, like, fruits, said sorry. The next day, start healing. No. It's weird. I don't know. <laughs> That's I don't crazy. Know. It's, I'm telling you, the Philippines have some crazy shit going on there. I don't know why. Maybe it's closer to the equator. I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, Whoa. Yeah. So what's uh so man, you never encountered death like close to you. No, not yet. I had one super close. Like it was my he was my one of my best friends. Yeah. Uh but we'll we'll get to that later. I don't wanna I just make sure I don't start crying. I don't think I will because it's been a long time. Yeah. But we were really close. Um but we could talk about that at the end. I'll I'll, I'll we'll we'll cover the other stuff. How old do you wanna live? Till hundred? Till hundred, man. I think that'll be good. I feel like if I take care of my legs and I, I, I do squats every day, yeah. if I'm 95 and still walking, that's the ideal goal. I know I'm going to live till 100. What's the minimum? You'd be like, all right, I'm good. Um, Honestly, probably 10. What? <laughs> okay, fine. 21. 21. No, 25, because that's when I can rent a car. Okay. I like, of, I of old age. Of old age. What's the minimum? You'd be like, okay. 69. 69's a good age. I think... 69 but no i want to 100 is my goal i think i'll be good at 81 i'll be good about, all right why 81 is that just because i don't know that's where i just it's like i said i don't want to be a burden on anybody i don't want my family to have to i don't want to have to like move in with my kids to take care of me yeah. or i i don't know i just don't want to i just want that's it yeah i mean death doesn't scare me but I feel bad when I if I die when I die yeah. for other people because I know they're gonna be sad yeah and that's I don't want that but I know it's gonna happen because it's gonna happen yeah I've never really been scared of death for the reason of if I'm gonna die I am gonna do everything in my power to not die mm -hmm. so there's no way to avoid it it's gonna happen yep. so. I know I'm going to do everything I can, so why be afraid of something that's inevitable? Like, when on roller coasters, I always put my hands up. I like skydiving. I like cliff jumping. I like all the adrenaline stuff because yep. 
like whatever. If if I'm on a roller coaster and I fall off, I'm gonna die. So that <laughs> like, is true. Just put your hands up. You know, every year we have a birthday. Oh yeah. Every year we also pass our death day, but we don't know what that day is yet. Ooh. Isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is crazy. What about, uh, you know, for New Year's, I was like, I'm going to try to go as long as I can without killing anything. Plants, animals, <laughs> bugs, anything. Yeah. I don't want to hit a squirrel. I don't want to run over a frog. I don't want to step on a spider. Nothing. And I went, I made it from... New Year's till February 1st, and I accidentally killed a fly without thinking about it. As soon as I hit it, I was like, no, I messed up my my record. Oh, my God, Alex, you are a murderer, dude. Dang it, man. You're I felt murderer. so bad. And my girlfriend hated it because there'd be spiders or something, and I, uh, she would want me to kill it. I'm like, no, either we take it outside or you got to kill it because I can't. Do you feel bad killing insects? Nope. You never kill an insect and you wonder what happens? Like, oh. Well, there's probably somewhere else now, or it probably reincarnated, or it's, it's dead. I don't know. It's hard to think about human deaths compared to bug deaths or animal deaths. So you're deaths. saying humans are better than insects? I don't know. That's what that's what the majority of society says. You know, if an ant was our size, it would be better and stronger than us? You think smarter? Yes. Oh, Yes. They'd be a lot stronger for sure and faster. Mm-hmm. But they don't have thumbs, so. But they have six legs. But no hands. They probably have bigger genitals. They got a cloaca. The what? I don't know. Is that bugs? I don't know. I don't know. It's something. You know, I saw this video. Speaking of insects, I saw a video of this lady walking through Bali, and she was like, oh, this is what you don't see in Bali. She turns the camera, and it's like, spiders Ugh. like literally it's just a regular street and yeah there's like webs and big ass spiders like, i went to, to tulum and there was just tarantulas everywhere mm. and i've never seen a wild tarantula and they're just everywhere and whenever like a tourist would go by like ah a worker would just come and just grab it and move it oh and they were everywhere man it was crazy no one killed us. You wouldn't. Did you kill a tarantula when you were in Tulum? No, no. Those are too big. Uh, those are too close to human size. So you wouldn't kill a tarantula, but you would kill an ant. Yes. What's the biggest thing you would kill without feeling bad? Spider, but not tarantula size. So like a, just a regular spider size. Yeah. Mm. Like a little spider that uh, that looks poisonous. I'll do a little stompy stomp. You ever go hunting? Uh, I, I've gone with people to go hunting and I've seen people kill animals, but I've never like shot a deer or shot a goose or anything or a turkey or anything like that. But my grandfather was a hunter and he had a lot of land, like wooded area and he would go hunting. And, uh, the first time I saw a deer, uh, was like, well, he shot a deer and then they put it in the back of the truck. And then we went back to his shed, and he opened his shed, and there was already a couple deers hanging where they skinned it. Oh. oh, it just looked like freaking anatomy, just like muscles, like no skin, all the fur, all the hair is gone. It's just pink muscles, and and that's it. And it was crazy. I was young, and then oh, the this is what? the crazy thing. What? I was a kid, and I guess in the country, like they just where was do, this Kentucky? Yep. Okay. They do dumb stuff, and my grandpa was like, he got all the kids together. Okay. 
I was probably like seven. And uh, I'm with my other cousins that are around the same age. And he's and he grabs a chicken and he goes over to a stump and he's like, check this out. And he like stretches it first. He like, re- I guess to relax the neck and he's stretching it out, yeah. stretching it out. And then he lays it down. He's holding the head and he takes a little hatchet and boom, he cut his head off. And then he's holding the head still. The body goes crazy because afterwards it goes crazy for a while. It goes crazy. It goes uh, down into the cow field, which is a hill. So it went down. It just rolled down. It's still panicking, freaking out. And it stops after like a couple minutes. And my grandpa, he's with his friends. And he's like, hey, go go check on the chicken. See if it's done. Like, okay. Okay, grandpa. Mm-hmm. Not thinking anything. So we went down there. And I think one of us just like poked it or something. And we're all closed, and he just touches it, and it starts freaking out again, but it has no head. So blood's going everywhere. All the kids are covered in blood. My grandpa and his friends are dying laughing. They think it's so funny. And uh, I remember one of us, we started running, and we all ran into the cow electric fence. Oh, my God, <laughs> And then they, God, they, dude. They, they thought that was even more hilarious. Oh. We're like, ah, ah. And then, so, what? Yeah, it was, uh, that's the country life, man. They what think it's funny. You? I Were you know. in like a, a a chamber of like torture? <laughs> no, <laughs> it was crazy, just, it was crazy because we knew there was an electric fence there. We've all touched it. We used to hold hands and me and my cousins hold hands and somebody touch it. We all get shocked. But we just weren't thinking about that at the time. So we just ran because it's just two thin wires. So if you're not yeah. looking for it, you'll just run into it. And we did. And it was hilarious. That was one of the deaths. My grandfather mm. on my dad's side yeah. that didn't affect me too much because we saw it coming. Mm. Like... He was getting older. He was getting like, he's just like old people. He was just yeah. slowly getting there. And so when it happened, it wasn't a surprise, but it's still like, of course, everybody's sad, but uh, it wasn't as bad as yeah. the main one that I'm going to talk about later. But another another death was my uncle. Oh. Yeah. It was my uncle, Tim. He's mm-hmm. my dad's older brother by a couple of years. Yeah. And he came to visit with his family in North Carolina. It was like a six-hour drive from, I think, West Virginia. And he was fine. It was it was good. We hung out. I think whatever. Like, and then uh, after like a week or so, they headed back home. And uh, the, uh, in a couple of days, my dad was like, "Oh, he has a surgery, like a minor surgery, like very low death rate." Yeah. And he had to go in and he's like, Oh, he should be out by now. I'm going to call him. Mm-hmm. So we're in the car. My dad calls him and he's like, Hey bro, what's up? How are you feeling? And he's like, Oh, I'm good. Surgery went well. Uh, uh, but I'm just super tired. I think I gotta, I gotta get some more rest. And my dad's like, yeah, man. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Just call me, call me later. Um, you get your rest. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Never woke up. Mm-hmm. And, it was a super, that's why any surgery is scary yeah. because you don't know there could be something wrong with a vein or with some kind of something. So even though it was a very minor surgery, very high success, uh, survival rate, uh, he didn't wake up. And uh, that was, my dad was the last person to talk to him. Oh my goodness. That was crazy. Cause uh, he was only like, I'm pretty sure he was only like before 65. He's maybe like 62, 63, something like that. Yeah. Um, and he was like not super in shape, but he wasn't super out of shape. Like he didn't, I don't think he worked out, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I didn't see it coming. How did that you, was, how did that affect you? I mean, I'm sure your dad was devastated, but, uh, yeah, you? my dad was devastated. I think we all were sad, but 
I just this was after the big death that I experienced with my best friend. Oh, okay. So I was kind of not desensitized, but I was familiar with the yeah emotional uh, space. That's mo. That's I think that's all the deaths except for the the main one. Mm, dang, that's uh yeah. My grandpa is probably my biggest one right now. Mm-hmm. Um, same with you. I was like I knew him, but I wasn't really too close to him because mm-hmm. I've only seen him probably when. I was one years old and then two years old and then eight years old, nine years old, 10 years old. But aside from that, I haven't seen him since. It was kind of sad because he died from uh, lung cancer because he smoked a lot of cigarettes. Yeah. And uh, I remember my mom, probably a couple days before he passed away, she was like, oh, film a video just saying how we miss him, feel better, whatever. Mm -hmm. So she got me and all my siblings to film a video for him and and then we sent it over and then i think my aunt or her i think she was in the philippines at the time she sent me a video of him watching it and he was like smiling and he passed away the next day i was like how old are you this is when we first moved to california oh you're young like oh california California. like literally when we moved together probably two months so like you're like 23 22 24 i was 24 when we moved yeah so, I remember when that news happened, I was like, dang, that sucks. That's crazy. And then I was like, damn. I remember, oh, remember, oh, I remember one time we were both crying because uh, we had to go shoot something at the YouTube Space LA. Mm. And it was like a huge mm. collab thing. And uh, we got there and we're about to sign in and be like, okay, let's go, let's film. Uh, I'm super excited about whatever the collab was. I think it might have been Fred Link or something like that. I don't know. But uh, we get there, and then I sign in, and then I look at you, and then you just don't look excited for this. And I was like, what? And then you just start tearing up, and I'm like, whoa, whoa what, what, what? Are you okay? What mm-hmm. happened? And then you're like, I can't. And I'm like, wait, what? What? And you're like, oh, my dad's in the hospital for something. And uh, I don't think it was like a big thing, but it was – it was, I, it was, it's just scary to have a parent it, in the hospital. Yes, exactly. And then just us being there for the first time. You know me when I moved in California, I was sad because yeah. homesick, whatever. And then just hearing that news probably right after my grandpa passed away and I'm just like, oh shit, what if that happens to my parents? And then a month later, my dad's in the hospital for something. I'm like, oh, do you remember God. what it was for? I don't, I think for, I think it, Something he wasn't, he was super dizzy. Something thought something was wrong with his brain, yeah. But it turned out to be he had vertigo or something for super vertigo, yeah. Because I remember we walk up, I sign in, I'm like, okay, oh, and then it's your turn to sign in, and you looked upset. And uh, we stepped away from the de- from the table, and I was like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. And you said, oh, my dad's in the hospital for something, I don't know. I, I think you wanted to do it because we were new to California and yeah. you're like, oh, this will be good for our careers. But so you were trying to bring yourself to do it and you're like, no, 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 it's okay. Let's, let's just do it. And I was like, hold on, hold on. And then I, I walked back to the table. I was like, Hey, we're not going to do this. Mm. And they were like, what, why we scheduled this like so long ago. And I was like a uh, family emergency. We're leaving now. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, okay. And then we got in the car and uh, we both just started crying. I know. (laughs) I remember, I don't, you, this is the time where we weren't really uh, close Mm. and you were crying. And then I was trying not to cry because I was trying to be strong for you, but I I grew up with your dad too. Yeah. So, and then I was thinking about my dad and I was like, oh no. Mm. And I remember you looking over at me 
like surprised that I was crying. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we were just both crying and then it turned out to be okay. Yeah. But that was, Thankfully. I remember, that was the first time I was like, whoa, like we don't have our parents here. It's just you and me. Yeah. So I got to step up and try to be strong for you. But oh. I was crying like a baby. <laughs> it's okay. That's something that's all I needed. Sometimes that's all what people needed. Just someone to cry with them. Yeah. And to experience the same pain as them. It's a lot. So yeah. Thanks for crying with me. Oh, yeah. Um, but speaking of, I just want to go back to the surgery part. My mom, I remember my, my mom had surgery recently because she had blood clots wait recently as in now or recently as in close to that time we we're just talking about no not that like close to now oh okay okay, okay. um well first yeah like f- there was like a span of like two years she was just in the hospital and getting in surgeries yeah well first it was because her neck she doesn't have like a the squishy stuff in between the neck bones and the spinal cords the, uh hold on nobody tell me i gotta think about it uh cartilage something like that okay but she had to get some plates so it would have some kind of squishiness in between so mm-hmm. her bones don't like rub together mm-hmm. and like disintegrate one another i remember that was scary because it was probably two in the morning and then i was couldn't sleep and that's when her surgery was and i just your your mind goes crazy mm-hmm. whenever you don't know what's happening you're waiting for yep. the updates and Luck, uh, fortunately, everything was okay. And yeah. then a year later, for some reason, I get a call from, uh, it was not a call. I don't know why, why uh, my dad likes to do this, but he would take a picture, like a selfie of him and my mom, except my mom's in like the hospital bed like this. I'm like, wait, what happened? What's happening? He said that she had blood clots. And we were freaking out and we were wondering why. Um, they don't know why. Huh. To this day, they don't know why why she gets these blood clots. And uh, I think that's one of the things that really s- scare me up to now. It's like I don't know what's going to happen with my mom because her blood clots, they don't know the reasoning for it. Yeah. They, they said they, they don't know. Yeah, how can you stop it if you don't know the cause? Yeah, so she's on blood thinners, blood thinners right now. So that's all. I just hope she's okay. I just keep keep telling her to stay healthy and exercise and Ugh, stay I'm happy. I'm always on my parents and my siblings. I'm like, guys, come on, let's. I I would love to just take, like, I wish I could pause my life for three months and go home and just be my family's personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, guys, we're doing this every day. I'm gonna teach you how to push through. You think your body can't do it? You think you're too tired? Doesn't matter. We're mm-hmm. we're gonna do it. I'm gonna show you discipline. I'm gonna show you how to train, how to, how to just, you don't even have to do a lot. A lot of people think you're either zero working out or a hundred percent working out, but they don't think just go 50 or like 70% all the time instead of a hundred and zero. So it's, it's, it's hard. It's something you have to put yourself through and you have to teach yourself. You have to teach your mind, your brain, your body connection to realize what you can actually do, what your body is actually capable of, Mm how, uh, once you work out and you're super sore and it was a super tough workout, it's never going to be that tough again because you're going to be stronger for the next one. Yeah. So I always try to get them on it. Um, it usually works for like a week or two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's then hard, I, man. I leave town and they stop. And I'm like, ah, ah, come on. It's hard. That's a hard thing. It is do. very hard. It's uh. Have you seen my dad recently? No. He's nice and skinny. Yeah? Yeah. Well, growing up, he was always trying to get big. Yeah, yeah. Now he's nice and skinny. Bald man. Bald man is super nice and skinny. That's good. I feel like, yeah, size isn't a big... Like, being healthy is the most important thing. It doesn't matter what you look like. You know, if you are... 
if you work out and you're, you either smoke or you drink or you're um, overweight, sure. you'll outlive someone else that doesn't work out. So you'll outlive. So if you're an alcoholic and you work out, you'll statistically live longer than somebody who doesn't work out mm -hmm. and is not an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Or if you're a smoker and you work out, you'll outlive somebody that doesn't smoke that doesn't work out because that's how important working out is. I can't remember exactly, but I think if you every, every time you work out, you add another 30 minutes or an hour to your life. So if you work out every day, I don't know how, so 365 hours yeah. a year, that's how much you're adding to your life. So I want to live till I'm a hundred, bro. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I, but I want to be, like you said, not a burden. Yeah. So I'm going to make everything, do everything in my power to make that happen. Yeah. Dude. Have you seen a Netflix show living till a hundred or the centennials or the no. blue zone? They kind of like go through like different parts of the world and they kind of, kind of see the demographics of when people die and, um, they go over there and they kind of observe what they do. And, uh, yeah, there, there are a couple places. Uh, mm -hmm. One, Okinawa, Japan. That's They live long? They live really long because diet and they exercise every day. But the exercise isn't like forced exercise. It's kind of like what they do normally because they don't have chairs. Yeah. So without chairs, you have to squat up and down yep. to grab things. Yeah. They garden. Yeah. A lot of, you know, dynamic movements up and down, squatty, squatty. You see all the, the people in the parks doing the whatever. Tai Chi? Tai Chi, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, food. Bitter melon's apparently a secret source of long health. Bitter melon. Bitter melon. How's it taste? I think you Bitter. gave it to me one time. <laughs> yeah, it was not enjoyable. I like it now. Yeah, yeah. Bitter I just melon. wouldn't want to eat it every day. And uh, there's apparently a place here in California in Loma Linda. They play a lot of pickleball. They they hang out with each other. They laugh. Apparently, laughter in communities. Oh, we should be living to two hundred then. Right? All we do is laugh. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I maybe um, hit me up when uh, you're 70 about the retirement home. That's a big community there. Laughter. Yeah. Let's just like let's just apply to the same retirement home. Hopefully we get in. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I get in. <laughs> what about uh celebrity deaths? Any of those hit you hard? Like super hard? Yeah. Like Kobe or Steve Michael Irwin, actually. That was a surprise. I was young and I really loved Steve Irwin when I was young. And when he died, I remember the morning, I was like, oh my goodness. So I was just trying to figure out and find videos of his death. Yeah. As a young child. That was an unexpected one. Yeah. You heard the whole story, like what, how it went down? The stingray? Mm hmm. Uh, I think so. What, what what happened? Well, this is what I from what I remember, but it was so long ago. And when people say, "Oh, you were our childhood," Steve Byrne was our childhood. Mm. Like he was the it was him, and then uh, he was just floating in shallow water at the beach, looking mm. for stingrays. He found one, and I guess he like was swimming over it, and then it just stung him in the chest. I think multiple times. Like oh, bah, bah, bah. and he's very in tune with how animals work and yeah. so he apparently stood up looked at his cameraman looked at his chest and said i'm gonna die oh wow because he knew he knew what just happened he knew how venomous it was he knew where he got hit and he said i'm gonna die and then he died oh my god that's tragic yeah that's from what i heard that's how it how it went down oh wow yeah that was a big one and then uh 
9-11. Where were you for that? 9-11? You were probably fourth grade, third grade? I was in fifth grade. I was fifth grade. I yeah. was. I didn't know what was happening. I just remember nine eleven happened, and they went home, and my dad was like, "Yo, look at this. Look what happened." Like, whoa. But I was in fifth grade. I didn't really have any concept of what just happened. Like, oh, the crash in the building. Uh, yeah. These people died. Oh, I don't know them. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, crazy. Yeah. But now looking back, I'm like, that was devastating. I was. Uh, I was very young. I was in school, yeah. and I remember the teacher was like in a panic. What is going on? And she turned the TV on, the news channel, for all these kids, and we're watching, and you just see all this coverage. You see, it's like it already happened. It just happened, but they're replaying what happened, the 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 smoke and all the towers and the impact and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and then the second impact. And my teachers are crying, and the kids were just confused. They didn't really explain, I think, because like, imagine you're a teacher, yeah. and something this drastic happens Mm -hmm. historically happens and you don't know what to do like you're like oh am i supposed to show the kids am i not but but you want to it's 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 part of life like you have to you have to be up to date so she turns it on we're all watching and at this time as a little kid in my little kid brain i thought we were watching a movie Mm -hmm. i didn't realize this was happening in real life Mm -hmm. so it's panic and then i think school got out like they they told like all the parents came to get their kids like before school ended and my aunt picked me and my cousins up and we get in the car and uh, my aunt or uncle in the driver's seat was like, did you see what happened? And I'm like, what? And then they explained what happened. And that's where I was like, whoa, what? Oh, uh-huh. that was real. That, that really happened. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was, that was uh, just crazy to experience, to live through. Did you have anyone that experienced that was in the, no, or I didn't know anybody that was in it. I didn't know anybody that knew anybody was in it. Um, but it was just a crazy moment. Everybody's like, everybody will always remember where they were when this happened. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel bad. I had no, not much of an emotion towards 9-11 at the time. Cause I didn't understand what was happening. Yeah. Was that messed up? Yeah. I know. No, we were kids. We, we, we had no concept of death. Yeah. I think that and was like it. like horror stuff like that. That was like, a, it was pretty much a horror, but mm-hmm. Uh, what else is something we lived through? So it was 9-11, then there was COVID. That mm-hmm. was like oh, a big COVID. thing people are going to talk about when we're old. Yeah, absolutely. And I, then... I can't... Uh, every time I think of COVID, I always think about like the health coworkers and seeing them yeah. experiencing all the dead bodies and... Overworked and... Overworked and I'm just like, oh my goodness. So the amount of dead bodies like people have seen in the healthcare industry. Me, I've never seen... I've seen one... But I've never seen one fresh. If I that have. Makes sense. I used to work at a hospital. Oh, you did? Yeah. How was? That? I worked at UNC Chapel Hill and the Heart Vascular Center at um and yeah UNC. How often did you see like dead people? Pretty often, man. I didn't like. It's the same thing I told you with my friend that was yeah. like worked yeah, at autopsies. Yeah. I didn't like how I was getting used, how I was getting familiar with that because you would just see like I worked night shift a lot of times, and you would just see somebody die. Or like all the nurses and doctors run yeah. in, alarms go off, they run in, and then they come out sad. Oh wow! Um, and then this happened more often. This happened more often than you'd think. Somebody dies at like two a.m. or something, mm. and then the family comes in, but they were out, so they were drunk, 
they come in, they're just drunk and devastated yeah. and screaming and mm-hmm. yelling and being like, why, why? And uh, oh yelling God. at the doctors, security has to come, stuff like that. But there was this one time what? I was sitting at the desk. I was pretty much the secretary. It's like I would call the cold blues. I would call, I would put the medicine orders in and everything. Yeah. And uh, there was, they were, there was this like very overweight guy. He's very tall, very overweight with a walker and a just a little lady nurse yes. helping him walk. I guess they're just walking around doing laps just yes. to get his blood flowing. And he's walking around the whole freaking ICU yeah. and they get in front of me and he drops. <gasps> he's he's like over 350 pounds. Mm-hmm. He drops to the ground. The nurse is like, "Oh, oh." She's trying to like lo- like put him down easy, but she's so little. Yeah. She's probably like 110 pounds. Yeah. I call the code blue. I'm like, oh. And then so when that happens, all the other units, they come and help. Mm-hmm. So like all the other HUCs, which is health unit coordinator, yeah. they would all come and they help me with medicine and all this stuff. So I'm just watching this guy. He's on the floor, two feet in front of me. Um, like, it's crazy. And then the little nurse gets on top of him, mounts him. Yeah. And she starts CPR, like pumping his chest, mm-hmm. pumping, 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 pumping. All these other nurses surround him. And... She's just pump, pump, pump. After a couple minutes, she has to switch off because her arms get tired. She has to keep the rhythm. So she switches off. Another dude gets on Mm -hmm. and he's just pumping, pumping, pumping. And this guy is so overweight that, so from my chest to my back is probably six, eight inches. Yeah. His was probably 20 inches. Mm. So to get to his heart, they have to pump hard to get down to pump his heart. Mm -hmm. So after like the second, third nurse gets on, and by the end of it, there's probably like nine nurses taking shifts, pumping mm-hmm. his, this guy's heart. Yeah. I start seeing their hands get deeper and deeper. And I start hearing his ribs break. Like, oh, yeah. So his, it's just a hole. It's like a crater. So when they switched, I could see the crater. It was probably like six inches down into his chest. Mm-hmm. All his ribs are broken. All his rib cage is gone. And they're just pumping his heart. And it was insane to see human hands going that deep into somebody's chest and coming back up. And uh, then he resuscitated, oh. got taken to another unit, and he died there. Oh. But it was just, I didn't even know that that happens when you do CPR. You have to literally have touch to break, the heart. break the rib, yeah. To give some kind of pulse. Yeah, yeah. My dad does that for work. He loves doing it. <sighs> He's always like, I saved someone today. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. Was, oh. Oh, just, oh, just like the visual of that to my body ooh, yeah but your ribs do heal right yeah should heal i went to the doctor i was boxing i think i fractured a rib i went to the doctor and, and i was like doc my my rib cage hurts he like examined me he was like oh your rib broke mm-hmm. and i was like oh how do we put it back up and he was like what do you mean i was like how do we get it back in place you can't put a cast on a rib like on a, like an arm to hold it in place mm-hmm. And he's like, I, I don't understand. And I was like, okay, my rib broke. It fell off. How do we get it back to where it needs to be? And he's like, what do you mean broke off? And I was like, like it fell down. And he was like, what, you think your your rib broke and fell to like the bottom of your stomach or something? Like down? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, there's muscles holding it in place. It's broken, but it's still where it needs to be. It just uh. needs to reconnect. And the uh, the nurses are laughing, the doctors are laughing, whoever I was there with thought it was hilarious. And I was like, hey, man, I'm not a doctor, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just a YouTuber. Yeah. 
uh, trying to make the world a better place in a different way. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, and, uh, I didn't know that until you just said it right now. So you didn't know either. I'm like, wait, doesn't that? Not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, don't you just poop out your rib and then it grows out a new rib? <laughs> Is that how it works? Okay. That's good. Thanks for clarifying yeah. that, brother. So when you break a rib, it sucks because I couldn't breathe for like three to six months. I was just dying, like, yeah, just all day. Yeah, dude, talking about this is I wanna I miss my I miss my family. Yeah, <laughs> whose death are you uh, most scared of right now? <sighs> oh man, my parents. Like we're getting to that age where parents. Yeah. we're getting to the age where friends, parents, like there's a certain age you get to. All your friends start having kids. All your friends start getting married. Then there's where people start dying mm-hmm. and uh you're lucky you haven't had a close death yet yeah. but when you do it's, it's rough man it's rough i'll be there but it's gonna be rough um i guess all there's left to talk about is my big experience with death uh are you ready to talk about it yeah, i, I have some other it. small questions okay mm-hmm. yeah let's get to Fun those facts. first and then we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah yeah i'm okay like i think i'm gonna be okay i don't think i'm gonna cry you have any like uh what would your last words be if, before you pass away like i think knowing you were going to pass away like surrounded by family and friends. yes i think if i was laying in bed don't eat me <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> if, I, if i was laying in bed and my family and everybody's around me I would say, look over there. (laughs) (laughs) No, you would not. No, No, you would. I'd be like, okay, bye. Stop, (laughs) bro. (laughs) I guess. I'd be like, if you're not smiling, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Mine would be something to comfort everybody that it's okay. Mm -hmm. Or like maybe something in the words like, if I'm not here, I'll be watching over you guys, making sure everybody's okay or something like that. Yeah. Or I don't know. I just want the thing I'm scared of most of death is how people would feel. And like I said earlier, I can't control that, but I can control how people react to it. Like I would want them to know it's okay. Yeah. And continue to live your life. And I will always be there watching. Yeah. And then whenever you fall asleep, I'm going to tickle your toes. <laughs> That's I what think... my dad would tell us as yeah. kids. Yeah. I remind you, we were kids. When I die, I'm going to go hunt you and tickle your toes to let, me, you know, <laughs> let you know it's me. I'm like, bro, no, yeah. I'm eight. <laughs> I, uh, I think if I, uh, man, it'd be hard because I'd probably want to just make specific speeches for everybody. Yep. And I'd everybody leave the room except for you. But then I can't make it for everybody. And then the people I didn't make speeches for would be sad that I didn't. So I think I would probably do a group speech. Yeah. Because I'm a speech guy. I like, you know, I like putting my feelings in words, thinking about it, and then failing at getting them out because I start crying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's probably how I would I would go. Mm. Hopefully I'm all there mentally so that I can be there. But yeah. if it's something like that where like I'm mentally going, I'll probably do it early. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna write the speech early. Yeah. Maybe have somebody else read it for me. Yeah. I don't know. But last words, man, that's crazy thoughts. Those last words. I guess I could say it here just in case anything unexpected happens to me from now until my death. To my family watching, my friends, I just wanna say I am glad and honored to know you. Um but I know I'm not here right now, but I just want to let you know that I am very happy I've met you in my life and 
I want you to continue living your life to the fullest and I will be there watching from wherever I am and I will support you and I will see you soon. Beautiful. Yeah. I told my girlfriend one time, I think I'm going to die soon. She did not like it. <laughs> Wait, you it was just that? a passing thought. I was like, hey, I feel like, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm going to die soon. And she was like, what? Don't say that. And I was like, okay, all right. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I, I just, just random thought popped in my head. I, I felt like I was going to. Yeah. I didn't. Momentum mora is the term for it where just you're doing something normal and then boom, think about death. Huh. Yeah. 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 Sometimes I feel like that. I don't know why. <clears throat> what do you I think happens like, after we die? Um, I, don't, I have no idea. I think, uh, I, I like, I, I do think there's something after death, but I like to think in the state of there is nothing because then you live your life more full. Mm. You're like, oh, okay, this is all you have. So I try to live this life the best I can and then prepare for whatever's next. Yeah. I, I'll just start, I'll just try to live that life as best I can. But as for now, I just want to live the best, make the best impact on the world that I can, even though we're minuscule little particles of dust in this universe. Mm. I like to think that we've had combined 13 billion, 14 billion views. And <laughs> I feel like I like to think at least 50% of that, we made somebody's life better. We made them laugh and we yeah. never even met them. We yeah. reached into their life and we we impacted it in a good way. Yep. Uh, that that's I just want to leave it better than I I came into it. Yeah, you know the gravestones with the dash. Yeah, yeah, you heard that analogy. It's like no. the the date of your birth is that number, and then the date of your death is the other number, but the dash in between is the life you lived. Oh, you heard of that? Yeah, no. Oh yeah, that's, that's cool. Like, oh, that's that's great. the important thing is the dash. The dash. Don't worry about the numbers. Oh wow, dash. That's good. Yeah. What if you? died hmm? tomorrow at least i recorded the clip already you did and people know yeah if I died tomorrow that's i would i would hate it like i said i would hate it because everyone would be sad yeah and i would hate that yeah i would hate it too my wife would be so sad i don't want to leave her the dog's gonna be sad that's the only reason why i don't want to die because your dogs will be sad everyone's gonna be sad yeah and i don't want that it sucks I can't control yeah. that. I think if I died tomorrow, I'd be like, dang, man. Well, there it, that's, there it is. You better hope your mom isn't watching. This. She's going to be like, Alex! Yeah. She's going to be like, that's it! No! Well, we accomplished a lot, though. Yeah. And our short, we're only 30-something. Is that There's still age? so much to do. There's still so much to do. We're, so much to live. We're almost halfway done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're no, no, if if it, what's the average death in America? Age. Okay, so let's just say it's eighty. We're okay. close to forty. Okay, that's half life. Mine's gonna be a hundred, so I'm not halfway. Okay, yeah. For me, I seventy three and a half. So what's half of that? Thirty seven. Oh, we're close to half. I'm gonna live to a hundred. I'm just okay. saying. I I am gonna say that into existence. It's so crazy that we don't have kids, but we're about to. Yeah. And then they're gonna just be starting a fresh life. Mm -hmm. 
it's crazy that we're like pre kids right now. We're probably like less than three years, five years from kids, mm. and their life is gonna be new, brand new. They're gonna be like absorbent little sponges. Everything we say, everything we do, they're you can't control like what they remember. Mm. Like when you're a little kid, you remember this one situation, not even important, but you remember it. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to be brand new and they're going to be able to listen to this and be like, whoa, what's 9-11? I know. And they'll be like, what's a Steve Irwin? Like, I know. Oh, that's they crazy. Just like how our ancestors talk about the good old days. Remember Mona Lisa? We yeah. never know her. We yeah. don't know her. But we Is know she a person? Her. Yeah. Oh. Monica Lisa. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think, oh, I think the scariest death celebrity wise that would have been like, I was like, no. Is when Tom Hanks got COVID and we oh. didn't know much about COVID. Mm-hmm. We just knew people were dying, and I was like, "No, not not America's father. Yeah, not Tom Hanks." Because yeah, yeah. I just grew up with him. He's like my favorite actor. Oh, him Tom and Hanks. Shia LaBeouf is another one of my favorite actors. Tom Hanks reminds me of your dad. Yeah, me too. Right? I think that's oh, why. Okay. I think that's why I connected with him so much. Yeah. When I saw, first saw Castaway, mm. that's the first time I think I bawled, bawled, at, uh, like I was crying after the movie, yeah. just thinking about the movie. The first movie I cried was Airbud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When uh, the, spoiler alert, I it's the dog runs away. <laughs> I <laughs> cried so much. I'm like, oh my god! But this is before I know I I knew the concept of death. I'm like, yeah. oh, he just ran away. He's not dead. So it made me feel better. What uh, what what would you? This is off topic, but what would you? What's your your childhood movie? You're like, oh, that's one. That's Tarzan. Tarzan man. and Jane. Yes. I think mine was. A lot of people won't remember this movie if you're not close to my age. Sure. If you're a little too young, Treasure Island. I love that movie growing up. I've never seen it. I thought the kid was so cool. The the guy that like was kind of his dad became kind of his dad father figure. Yeah. Just thought it was a cool movie. Thought mm-hmm. it was amazing. I wish it, people knew more about it because it was amazing. I loved it. <sighs> okay. You ready? Are you ready? Um, this is you. This is all you. Yeah. Here we go. This is it. This is the big death. The biggest death in your life. The big D. I don't think you were you. We were friends throughout this yeah. part of my life, but yep. I don't think we really talked about it. I didn't know how to approach you. Yeah, I, I just kind of just were there. I was just there to we just both be there for you. Yeah. Without actually talking about or mentioning him. Like, yeah. All right. How's he doing? Um. All right. Here we go. Mm-hmm. This is uh, the closest death I've encountered. And there was something you did that I was like, oh, that's super nice. Mm-hmm. And then there's one part of the story that I might cry, but I'm going to try not to. Sure. So I am on vacation or I'm like six or eight hours away somewhere visiting some. I think we got a cabin or something. Me and my my family. And we're packing up. The vacation is over. We're about to head back. And I get a call from my friend mm. and he's like, Hey man, you got to come back. And this is, I'm not gonna say names, but this is a friend. And then there's another friend that it happened to. And it was like us three were like the main yeah. friend group. So he calls me and he knew I was the closest with the, with the guy. Yeah. He was like, Hey man, uh, you got to come back. And I was like, oh, yeah, man. Oh, well, yeah, we're packing up right now. We're about to head back. And he's like, no, no, no. You need to you need to hurry. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, why, why? And he's like, it's, it's our friend. Did you, did it hit you? you? Like you already knew what happened when he said that? No. Oh, wow. I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, he got in a motorcycle accident. And I, I said, okay. Cause he, he's gotten in little fender benders before he newly got a motorcycle, probably within a year of getting the motorcycle, this happened. Yeah. And he would come home and be like, oh, this is crazy. Oh, I almost got hit by this. Oh, I had to jump the curb here. And I was like, oh, that's crazy, man. Be careful. Don't do Don't be crazy. And he's okay. And he said, he's in the hospital, bro. It's not looking good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean it's not looking good? I've never dealt with death. So I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? He'll probably, he's going to go to the hospital. That's what hospitals for. You get better and you get out. Mm-hmm. He said, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's looking really bad. And then I told my dad and my brother, I was like, we got to go. He said, okay. So we have to, knowing this information, I was probably 22, 23. Yeah. We get in the car and just sporadically throughout the six or eight hours, I would just start crying. Mm-hmm. And Aaron too. Because mm-hmm. Aaron is pretty close to him too. Um, that's my older brother. And he he would randomly start crying. And you can tell my dad, like we're his kids. He's never had to deal with this with his kids. So he's just trying to be there for us. But he's also crying because his, his kids are crying. And he's like, whoa, that gets happening. This is, It's inevitable. It's going to happen. He, uh, he just, none of us saw it coming. Yeah. So we get back to the hospital, uh, back to, I think UNC is where we were at and, or maybe Duke. I think we we're at Duke. Duke and yeah. we, I'm walking up to the floor and the friend that called me comes around the corner and I just break down. I mm-hmm. just cry. I was like, uh, uh, uh he like kind of, he's kind of holding me up cause I like just drop. Yeah. Um, and then uh we went we saw the family and everything and then we they're like do you want to go see him and i was like yeah mm-hmm. uh he's unconscious and we go into the room and he's just hooked up to all these things he has all these stitches uh his head was shaved cuz um he had to have all these stitches in his head and they said that he was driving home uh, I think it was like middle of the night because he was a bar back. So he would be like helping yeah. close everything at the bar. And then he was driving home and he's riding his motorcycle. And I guess a pickup truck came out of a gas station and he was going pretty fast, mm. faster than he should have been going. And he hit the side of the truck so hard that he left knuckle prints in the metal. Oh my God. Yeah. And he flew off. Uh, he flew like 50 feet, his helmet flew off and he just rolled and then uh, they got him to the hospital and I got there and it was awkward because I actually dated his sister. Mm-hmm. So we became best friends. I dated his sister for a year something like that mm-hmm. and then we became best friends so we stayed friends after and then we ended up being roommates before we moved in together. Yeah. We moved in together and then a few months after we moved in together, this happened. Yeah. And uh, so the sister was there. I haven't seen her in forever but... We're fine, uh, but the the mom didn't know how close me and the her yeah, son yeah. were. Yep, she just thought I was the ex, so she thought it was weird that I was there. So mm. she didn't like that I was there. Oh, and so she, I wanted to stay the night in the waiting room and just sleep on the chair, yeah. and she requested that I didn't. Mm-hmm. And so they told me to leave, mm-hmm. and I could come back tomorrow. And some people were saying, 
and I couldn't do it. So I just went to my car in the parking garage and slept in the car. Yeah. Until uh, I could come back in the morning. And then the next morning, uh, she pulled me to the side and said, hey, um, I'm so sorry that we didn't let you stay last night. I didn't know how close you were, but when I asked you to leave, everybody said, hey, this is the number one person that he would want to stay here. Oh. So um, after that, he was in there for like a month. Never woke up, and I would stay there every night, and I would mm. I would stay there all day, and then sleep there at night, and then greet the people to come visit the next day, and then I would, I ended up being the one, be like, hey, I'll take you in there. I know it's hard to see him in this way, but yeah. I've been here. I can I can help you. So I was just dealing with all these people crying, and I was pretty much out of tears at this point. And um, I remember, like they were, they started like a GoFundMe or something, and I asked you, I was like, hey, Roy, uh, yeah. Is it cool if Wasabi donates this amount of money? And you're like, bro, whatever you need, you can donate as much money, help out. Like, you can do anything. And I, I uh, that was really nice. I was like, oh, thank oh. you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so then after a month of him being in there and me just staying there, uh, we, he got transferred to hospice. Mm-hmm. And then he was in hospice for a few weeks. And they had to pull the plug mm. because their uh the parents were like they both worked in the medical field or the dad was a cop the mom was a, a nurse mm-hmm. and she was like yeah like she was trying to keep everybody's hope like not trying to like shoot everybody down but she was also trying to be realistic and be like guys like we've were we've spent like a lot of money, probably over a hundred thousand, trying to keep him going. Hospice is very expensive. Hospitals are very expensive, mm-hmm. um, and all that stuff. So they, like, we have to pull the plug. And of course, a lot of the friends and people were like, "No, just give him more time." And but now looking back on it, they were right. They did the right thing. They're like, it wasn't going to change anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, he passed away. They mm-hmm. they pulled the plug at hospice in Durham, mm-hmm. and. We they had the funeral and everything, and then it was okay because it wasn't like boom he's gone. Mm-hmm. We had time to like get used to the fact to come to the realization like this is life. Yeah, uh, it was probably like a two month time span of when the accident happened to when they pulled the plug and then yeah. the funeral. But this messed me up for a while. But now I'm past it. Now I'm like okay, it wasn't my fault because everybody thinks that it's partially their fault. Yeah. So he got out of the military. Uh, and when a lot of, just like a lot of people in the military, they buy like a cool car, like a sports car. And so he got this really expensive sports car and he was always complaining about money. He's like, man, I need more money. I need more money. I was like, bro, you don't need the sports car. Why don't you just sell that and get a normal car? Mm -hmm. And that way you'll have like 10, $20,000 that you can like use. Um, and he was like, okay. So I talked him into doing that. He sold the sports car. He got another, just like a Honda Civic or something. Mm-hmm. But also he missed the speed. So he bought a motorcycle. Along with the Civic? Along with the Civic. Mm-hmm. And I always thought if I didn't talk him into selling that sports car, uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but I don't think it's my fault. It's just stupid motorcycles man. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think it was your fault either, man. Yeah. <laughs> um. Hold on. Yeah. Yep, that was my closest brush with death. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought I didn't think I would cry. No, no, that's. Dang it! It's the not, second time I cried not, in the no, first it's okay. four it's podcasts. Not your fault, man. Yeah, so that was the biggest brush for death, but that's why. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like death makes you stronger. Like even though it it sucked, like all the stories we talked about in this pod, uh, mm-hmm. it just makes you stronger. Like I couldn't imagine having to go through that without experiencing any kind of it. Um, at least we got, I got out of the way early. I got that life experience and now I'm stronger now and I'm better prepared for it when it happens again, which it inevitably will. But, uh, it sucks every time you have to do it. Yeah, it sucks every time. And it's, it's never, it never gets easier. Uh, but at least you know what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy. You ever... You ever told I didn't know that was he sold the thing for that. Yeah. You I never t- talked about that. Yeah. Uh well, like people that knew knew, but I never yeah. had that's why I like this podcast, man. You just get to talk everything out and <clears> think <throat> of things in a way you never thought about it and uh it just helps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I remember that those two months. I just I was busy, but then I would see you every now and then and I just felt your pain and i just didn't know how to help you yeah i, mean, I know i'm just like oh i want to help you so bad i gave you space and talked to you whenever yeah but ah it was tough yeah it was but tough I, how about on the next podcast we talk about good things like like life yeah like let's talk about life kids family future our future yeah yeah we'll talk about the brighter things we already uh touched on this topic i'm sure people have a lot or a lot of people can relate and if you can't just uh be prepared have good friends around uh everything time heals all wounds so just be prepared for that and it's nothing to look forward Mm -hmm. to but it is part of life Mm -hmm. and it's gonna happen even like who are you most worried about like when they die you're gonna be just break my parents. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Much my parents. My siblings too, man. Yeah. I often have some thoughts. I'm like, what if one of my siblings go before any of those family members? That oh, would, yeah. That would lead me astray, man. Um, Anytime anybody's late, it passes, it crosses my mind. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, they're dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if anybody's oh. late for any reason, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. I, I got to check my fine friends. I yeah, got to yeah. see. I got to see. Where are they at? Dang. Uh, you actually have had a brush, not me, but someone close to me. My brother-in-law, motorcycle accident, same Ugh, thing. Motorcycles suck. Drunk driver, hit him straight on. He flew. He was going like, I don't, I don't know. But he had to get airlifted to the hospital. Yeah. I remember uh, my wife got the call. That happened. Um, she just crying nonstop and yeah. we're just trying to figure out how to get he was in new york yeah so we left la that night went to new york it was a long long day yeah and then went to the hospital we saw him and uh he survived he survived oh, we okay. do not know how 
We don't yeah. know. No one knows how. Apparently, they were going straight on. This is what I heard. Like forty-five miles an hour, both sides. Two motorcycles or a car and a, a motorcycle? car and a motorcycle. Oh. Boom! Straight on. Flew very far. Survived. I don't motorcycles. know. Motorcycles. I hate motorcycles, man. Just because. It's the most dangerous mode of transportation, I'm, per- I'm pretty sure. I can't remember, but I remember looking up statistics, and then airplanes are, like, actually super safe. Mm. Like, statistically super safe. Yeah. Um, but there's some, I think, even, even I think, like, trains are super safe, too. Mm. <laughs> or something. Oh, ferries is, like, number two is, like, ferry deaths. That's, like, the second most deaths. Of really? Trans- yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's yeah, I mean, we're basically in a metal machine. Yeah. And that's it. It's full of cars. Uh, yeah, apparently it's like super high rate, death rate. Mm. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that podcast. And that is a hefty one. Let's it's talk been, about something happy next. Yeah, yeah. Let's about the next, next, and next mm. all happy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get back to that. Um, <laughs> any advice, people listening? He already said it. Uh just appreciate your your closest ones you never know text your mom right now yeah text your mom and then comment down below what you want us to talk about next it like we told you we're going to talk about everything eventually we talked about death pretty early got that out of the way yep uh we've talked about we still got so much to talk about there is so much it's only episode four only episode four that's crazy i think we're doing good we're getting better i think so too every friday 11 11 a.m all right All right. I'm Alex. I'm Roy. All right. See you next time. Spicy fruit. Spicy fruit.